Hey there, Checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek. Uh, I'm not going to do a standard show this week. I'm not going to do the theme music and all that stuff and uh, and do the usual show where I talk about whatever I talk about for however long I talk about it. Uh, I'm just going to kind of talk this week because uh, I've had kind of a bad week uh, since about Wednesday of last week. I've just been a little bit off, a little bit frustrated, a little bit uh, grumpy or grumpier than usual, if you will. Uh, just kind of, I don't know, just kind of off and honestly not feeling like figuring out what I'm going to talk about on the show this week, although there's plenty I could talk about. Um, don't have a real reason why, and I'm not going to go into, like, like, this isn't an episode where it gets serious and weighty and I talk about like depression or anxiety or anything for a real long time. I mean there's there's some of that, but uh, like I don't have like I can't point to an event and say this is when it started and how it started and why it is and how it's going you know and, and why it's going how it's going. Uh it's it's not that. It's not that kind of thing. I just uh just been having a series of bad days and 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 grumpy moods. So I don't want to do you the disservice of doing a show where I'm, you know, putting on the face of being happy and up and excited about whatever I'm talking about, because that's, uh, it's kind of not where I am. I don't have a lot to, like, I don't want to sit here and tell you how great something is when I'm kind of feeling bleh about everything, you know? So I'm just hitting record on this one and sort of seeing what comes out. Uh, I have a feeling it's not going to be the full hour long that you're used to from the show. I have a feeling it's going to be shorter than that. Um, I guess uh, I guess the best way to kind of go about this is to just kind of go through a rundown of it. Uh, on Wednesday, I was watching wrestling, and uh, as I want to do, I was watching AEW's show. And uh, it wasn't a very good show. Sorry to any AEW fans out there. It's the truth, you kind of have to look at that show and go, eh. Uh, I know a lot of you liked the end segment. The end segment didn't really do much for me because I didn't watch New Japan two years ago or whatever and don't know anything about Kenta other than I've heard his name. I didn't recognize him when he took the mask off. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, Google AEW's show results from last week. I was watching the show, and it was just kind of not a great show, and I was getting frustrated by that and like in the pro wrestling discussion group that I've been a member of I was posting about just like feeling left out and feeling behind and uh, just started feeling just started feeling a little bit old watching a show that's for young people you know uh that's that's really all that was going on there and uh uh, just kind of continued being grumpy about it and this was on the heels of Monday Night Raw last week where the apparently wildly successful rapper Bad Bunny showed up, and I don't know a thing about Bad Bunny, and uh, got a bunch of shit from various people about not knowing who Bad Bunny is. But, like, not the usual kind of shit that you get from people. Like, ha, you're really behind the times, old man. Didn't get a lot of that. I got a lot of, uh, well, you must be a racist then. Which... I don't know how you make that leap from... I don't know who that is. Is he, like... 
a well-established name? Like, is he gonna be around in ten years, or is this like uh, the guy that did Gangnam Style? Like, we've he's he's doing stuff right now, and in five years it'll be, hey, remember when we all liked that guy? Like, that was kind of the nature of the questions I asked about him because I just had no idea who he was when he showed up at the Royal Rumble and then on Monday Night Raw. And uh, apparently if you don't know who someone is, now you're just a racist rather than, uh, okay, I don't listen to rap or speak Spanish, which most of his songs are N. Uh, that's not... Neither of those are racial issues. I guess the Spanish thing could be a little bit if you pushed it, but... I live in the Midwest and have not regularly needed Spanish in my life. I even work for a company that takes phone calls from all over the country, and I would say 99% of the calls that I get, I do not need any Spanish at all. So uh, I just I just don't know the guy. Like, if I had heard of him, I probably still wouldn't listen to his music because I don't understand his lyrics, and that's not a knock on him. I just don't know him. Uh, I'm told that he's been streamed a lot. He's got something like 2 billion streams of something on uh, Spotify, uh, probably more than one song. Uh, same time, <laughs> Gangnam Style, to go back to that, has something like 4 billion streams. So, you know, 2 billion, 4 billion, you tell me. Um, and also having the most streams on Spotify, which I don't even know if that's accurate, but it, having the most streams on Spotify is kind of like saying, I got a $200 check when everybody else got a $500 check, because Spotify's still screwing him over. But uh, hi, by the way, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can listen to the show on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice, or you can find it over at emptychecking.blogspot.com or podbean.whatever.thing and derekbrink.com exists and so is derekbrink.bandcamp.com. There, I said all of it. But uh, apparently Bad Bunny is wildly popular among people who like what he does, and I don't like rap, and I don't speak Spanish, so I'm out in the cold on that. And then Wednesday I felt out in the cold on, like, the other show, and I just kind of felt bummed out about it and frustrated about it and very frustrated at some of the responses that I've been getting from people about it that, like, I don't know why just not listening to an artist makes people so vitriolic in the way they reply to you, but it does, apparently. That's, uh... That's what the next generation is like. Um, speaking as a dedicated Gen Xer, that's what the generations under me are like. Uh, you don't know something, therefore you're a racist. Uh, I guess. I don't know. But uh, that probably makes me ageist to summarize their generations in that way. But I got summarized in that way this week as well, so whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, so that was kind of the start of my bad week, and uh, not a lot went wrong on Thursday, I guess. Uh, I was still grumpy as hell, but not, I, not a lot went, like, super wrong. But uh, Friday was rough. I was still feeling just the rest of the week and had a argument with somebody. I won't go, to, go into details on that. It's not your business. Um, actually, I may, have, I may have the timeline wrong. Uh, I... I it was such an odd week and such a blur of a week that I don't even remember what order things happened in now. But I also uh, 
either Thursday or Friday. Thursday might have been a bad day. I'm sorry that I can't remember this. I would know it if I just looked at my phone, but I'm not going to right now. Uh, toward the end of the week, I also, uh, someone that I knew passed away, uh, suddenly, and I won't go into detail on that because, uh, out of respect for his, his family, uh, not someone that I had a lot of daily contact with or anything like that, but someone I had done some fairly, uh, intense work with that I, I got to know fairly well in the time that we worked together, and, uh, he passed away and it was sudden and that kind of... That kind of got to me too, and uh, I I now can't remember what day that was. That might have been Thursday. Now that I'm saying it, um, but Friday I was also bummed out and just frustrated and angry, and chose not to watch WWE SmackDown that night because I don't know. Uh, I was I guess thinking I was done with wrestling maybe a little bit because I felt behind the times on it, but I also like, had said some shitty things in the wrestling group that I was a part of as a result of all the other stuff going on, so I kind of maybe was punishing myself a little bit by not watching a thing that I've enjoyed for 40 years. I don't know, but it, it uh, kind of not watching that and not interacting with the wrestling group, that also felt very lonely, and when you're feeling lonely in the middle of a pandemic where you haven't seen anybody for almost a year or had a regular routine of seeing people anyway for almost a year. I've seen the odd person here and there. Uh, it was just a bad combination. So it's just been kind of a grumpy week into a grumpy weekend, and Saturday and Sunday, I guess, were a little better. Uh, and now here we are on Monday, and I did watch Monday Night Raw. Uh, for whatever that was worth, there were a couple of good moments on it. One very funny one that, uh, this isn't a wrestling podcast, so I won't go into detail on it, but there was something that made everybody who saw it kind of laugh and sort of took over the internet for a little bit. But, um, it's just been an odd week, and it's been a frustrating week and a difficult week, and, uh, I thought about just not doing the show this week and just kind of putting up a thing on the on the blog which by the way go to the blog uh even if you listen to this on a podcast app think of the blog as your home base it'll tell you if there's a problem with the show or if it's delayed or whatever at uh uh emptychecking.blogspot.com that's that's a good place to always be kept abreast of what's going on in empty checking land dear checkmates um your old uncle Derek will take care of you over the blog uh, but I, I thought about just not doing it and posting something there saying, hey, sorry, stuff's going on, not doing it. But I kind of also just wanted to, I just want to talk to you guys and talk about how, uh, like, I've been doing, which is not great. I mean, it's not horrible. I've felt worse. I've felt worse and done episodes of this show. I don't, uh, uh, you know, there's no... I'm not in any kind of danger zone or anything. I've just been a little bit, you know, a little bit bummed, a little bit out of it, a little bit bleh, you know? Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, and I wanted to talk about the role that art plays in that and the role that entertainment plays in that, because uh, especially in the times that we're in right now, where so many of us who are still sane are uh, social distancing as much as we can, isolating as much as we can, trying to uh, just get through this pandemic. Which, by the way, I live in the state of Missouri. Our governor is terrible, and I don't even know 
how to get on a list to get vaccinated. Uh, the rollout here has been pathetic. We rank number 50 in the 50 states for the rollout of the vaccine. And uh, that's the world I'm living in. I don't even know who to talk to about finding out who I'm supposed to talk to. Because um, you see things posted on the internet occasionally, but they're also like the kind of thing that maybe your aunt posted that and she also posted that Swiffer Sweepers are killing cats. So you don't know if you're supposed to click on it or not. You know, like, like that seems the quality of article that I'm seeing on the internet. So I haven't clicked any of that. Uh, I kind of thought either my workplace or my insurance rep or somebody would tell me what to do, but so far that hasn't happened. I'm assuming because they haven't been told either because we're in Missouri. Um, that notwithstanding, uh, in the time that we're in, I was saying, I think it's important that we all are able to turn to art and are able to turn to entertainment, and I think that's the stuff that's keeping us sane. So I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit and the role that that has played in my life in the last week. Now, as I said, I chose not to watch wrestling on Friday, but that doesn't mean I didn't watch anything. Um, and I... It was kind of a dumb choice not to watch wrestling on Friday, because as I was not watching it, I was sitting there going, boy, this this doesn't feel good and uh, kept not watching it. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess maybe I just wanted to be miserable for a night, but that's, and that's, that's what I did. But uh, I have been watching and listening to other stuff and uh, uh, just kind of some old favorites and also some, well, recent favorites and, and, and things like that. Um, and I watched wrestling this week, so I, I think I'm kind of getting back on pace for who I am normally. Uh, it'll be fine. Uh, I had some stuff show up at my house that I had ordered, and some of that made me happy. I ordered some t-shirts that were fun, funny t-shirts. Uh, like I ordered a Frasier t-shirt that is uh, for the show Frasier, but it's uh, Frasier is written in the Iron Maiden font, and they're like dressed up as like an 80s metal band, like the characters from the show on it. I'll put a picture of that on the blog. Uh, it made me uh, laugh when I saw it, so I ordered it. And from the same place, I also ordered a couple other shirts. Uh, I ordered a shirt that says, uh, Kiss Me, I'm Monday, because uh, that struck me as funny. Uh, I have a friend who really hates not just, not not Mondays in and of themselves, but he really hates how people respond to Mondays. Uh, he hates that, like, he hates that level of small talk that, like, he hates people who say, TGIF, you know, and that kind of thing. And he really hates when people are like, <sighs> Mondays, right? Like, he just hates those people. So, like, I really want to reconnect with him as soon as this thing is over and be wearing my shirt that says, Kiss Me, I'm Monday, which uh, was uh, uh, developed by Rob Schraub, who was, uh, well, he's a successful comic book writer and uh, TV writer and, and TV, I, I want to say, producer and director. Uh, I'm a little bit undereducated on some of his bio, but he's uh, he's a personality that has done a lot of TV and, and, and comic book work and, and stuff like that. Uh, also a regularly appearing member of the Harmontown podcast and very beloved there. And uh, I, I knew that he made that shirt, and when I knew I was ordering the Fraser shirt, I kind of went, ah, I'm going to order one of Schraub's shirts, too. And uh, so I got that. And the other shirt I got was a uh, shirt that is 
the Alan A. Dale character, the rooster playing the uh, loot or whatever it is in the Disney's Robin Hood. And it's just a picture of that guy, and it just says uh, Oodalali. Uh, uh, maybe Oodalali Golly, what a day on it. And uh, that made me happy. So I, I had ordered those, and they were all cheap. And they I had ordered those before I was in my funk, and they just kind of showed up this week, and it was kind of fun to open that and see those and kind of go, heh, I get to wear that now. You know, that made me happy. So uh, that that helps just when you... When you have stuff around that just makes you raises your spirits a little and makes you smile, that that helps. So that kind of arrived at the right time. Uh, other than that, I've been watching stuff that I just have fun watching and listening to stuff that I've had fun listening to. Uh, I mentioned in last week's show that I've been getting into Matthew Sweet, and I've uh, really been absorbing his albums Girlfriend and uh, Altered Beast, which are sort of the two must-have ones from him. Uh, Girlfriend I was semi-familiar with anyway. That's sort of his well-known classic album, and it's a great kind of breakup album, And uh, but it's still poppy, and, uh, you know, it, it, he's he's uh, he's great. I, I, I like his stuff a lot. I didn't realize how much I liked his stuff until recently. Uh, listening to him this past week, I kind of realized he's got a very similar vocal range to Michael Penn, of whom I'm a big fan. And just kind of started thinking, boy, I would love to hear them collaborate on something. Uh, that's unlikely to happen, but that's I think that's why I've dialed into Matthew Sweet so much lately, is he's in kind of a similar vocal range to someone else I like a lot. So I've been listening to those two albums quite a bit, and that's been nice. And uh, I also had mentioned Tony Bennett in last week's show, and I've been listening to a lot of his stuff, uh, particularly kind of gravitating to his first duets album. Uh, a singles collection that I've got that's from a box set, and also the Cheek to Cheek album that he did with uh, the Lady Gaga. Uh, I've been listening to that stuff quite a bit, and uh, uh, I just love Tony Bennett's voice. Hearing him sing kind of makes me happy and makes me feel a little bit lighter. And uh, uh, so even though he doesn't always sing about light stuff, but it just it just makes me feel better to hear him singing. Um, so I've been listening to that. And I listened to a little bit of Sloan, which uh, uh, their albums, The Double Cross and Navy, Navy Blues, I, I listened to, which uh, is actually kind of a bummer because uh, the sort of main guy from that, although every member of the band could be arguably the main guy, one of the main guys, uh, the guy who does the most talking from the stage, Chris Murphy, is going through some health problems right now. He came down with Bell's Palsy, which uh, if you don't know what that is, it's essentially a neurological condition that paralyzes half of your face. So uh, I think the left half of his face is currently immobile, although he says he's regaining some sensation and some motion, which is great to hear. Uh, not everybody does. Uh, most famous personality that has that is probably uh, Jim Ross, JR, from the WWE, former announcer there, currently with AEW. Uh, he, I believe, has it in both sides of his face and just has a flat expression all the time, which is in some ways a little better than, than only having one half of your face wor working. But, uh, uh, yeah, I felt for Chris when I heard that news. That made me, you know, sad, but he seems like he's doing okay, but what can you tell from an Instagram post, you know? Um, but, uh, Sloan's been on my mind as a result of that. I listened to the, some of their stuff. And uh, I'll tell you this, even though I was listening to their stuff for kind of a little bit of a bummer of a reason, I guess, it was still really good to hear it, and it was still really fun, and 
listening to it, you kind of forget that. You kind of forget that there's bad stuff going on, or and you kind of forget that there's you know sad news just in the background. And that's really the magic of art and the magic of entertainment is you you just it it has the power to transport you away from whatever else is going on. So, I mean, Tony Bennett, Matthew Sweet, and Sloan. That's a bizarre combination. Actually, Matthew Sweet and Sloan kind of make sense together, but it's, it's a strange combination otherwise. The Tony Bennett throws it off. Uh, that stuff has been kind of taking me away from feeling a little down, and that's that's great. That's I, I appreciate that stuff being around. Another thing I did is uh, we lost Christopher Plummer in the past week. Actor Christopher Plummer, who is from everything. He's definitely done something you've seen. Uh, I watched in my own little tribute to him, I rewatched Knives Out, which is a great movie that I've talked about on the show a couple of times that uh, really was sort of a late career, uh, I don't want to say swan song or siren song or anything like that. Uh, siren song wouldn't apply, but swan song would. Uh, it's 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 just a great movie that he made toward the end of his career, and not everybody gets to do that, and I'm glad that he did. And I watched that movie and had a really great time with it for the, what, third or fourth time I've seen it now. And uh, it, it's still still a lot of fun, and I'm still noticing things in the plot that I didn't the first time I watched it. And that's sort of the joy of this type of movie, is you get to go back and rewatch stuff and kind of go, oh, that ties into that with for this reason. You know, uh, so I rewatched Knives Out, and that was a lot of fun. The other thing that I've been watching in earnest, because it just popped up in my Prime recommendations for some reason, is the 1990s sitcom Mad About You, which I'm, I'm all over the place in this episode. I know that. I was just talking about Knives Out. Now I'm on Mad About You. Uh, Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt, it's kind of how we got to know the two of them, although Reiser was a comedian before that. Helen Hunt certainly was an actor before that. Uh, it's how we got to really know Anne Ramsey, uh, and others. And, like, there are still people in that show that when they pop up in something, I go, oh, that's so-and-so from Mad About You. Uh, Mad About You was on local TV and syndication forever, it seemed like, in the 90s and early 2000s. And, uh, I'm sure I've seen every episode watching now. I have not yet run into an episode that I haven't seen, so I think I've seen everything because you would think that you would have missed the early episodes. I was surprised at how early some of the stuff that I really remember was in the show, because it was on for eight seasons, and, like, I've already seen the one with Jerry Lewis in it, which I would have sworn was in, like, season 17 or something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I've been re-watching that, because it's a, it's a comedy, and it's uh, at, times, at times kind of dramatic, at, at times very dramatic, actually. But uh, it's it's just the story of a couple that's figuring out how their marriage works uh, to hilarious effect most of the time. Uh, and I had seen all of that in syndication for years and years and kind of took it for granted and uh, didn't realize until, until I started watching it just now on Prime in the past week that... I've really missed that show. It was really good. Although I watched the uh, reboot, not reboot, I guess, but the sort of the continuation series that they did, what, last year? I don't remember if I talked about that on the show or not. If I didn't, then shame on me. I rewatched that, or I, I watched that when it happened and thought that was really good. It was kind of nice to have that voice back. But I've been really enjoying seeing that show again because I... 
I think in the 90s and 2000s, I just assumed that they were going to show that forever. Like, I would always turn on my TV and there would be a, a, a Mad About You episode on, and that hasn't turned out to be the case. And I think part of the reason for that is because as things have gotten more and more digital and more and more high-def and whatnot, it doesn't look very good. Like, there's a wobble to the show. Uh, clearly, they just haven't remastered it, although I would think that that would be worth it to Paul Reiser, certainly, if he can put in a word. But uh, clearly, they just haven't remastered it and haven't upgraded it for current technology because it doesn't look very good. Uh, like, there are episodes of I Love Lucy that look better than Mad About You does right now, which actually, I Love Lucy is not a bad one-to-one -one comparison with Mad About You, uh, although Paul Reiser does not play a Cuban band singer, thank God. Um, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't look great, so I just, I haven't bumped into it, I think, because people haven't been playing it because it doesn't look great, but... If they could do something to make it look great, it would still absolutely fit on current television. It's there's I haven't bumped into anything that I went, well, that doesn't play now, you know, other than stuff that was just 90s references that or 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 earlier, like uh, uh, Paul Reiser being the age he is. He makes a joke about uh, uh, telling lying to someone to say that he was in Vietnam, you know, which wouldn't work now. He would have to be much, much older, uh, visibly. But so stuff like that pops up. But it's it's in small enough amount that it's not distracting. And I I think the show would still work in syndication now. It's a shame it doesn't look better. I hope someone gets on that. I would love a Blu-ray set of Mad About You. It's a really good show and it's really funny. It's been making me laugh consistently. After I'm done recording this, I'm going to go watch some of it. It's uh, It's been making me happy in a time where I was grumpy. So that's that's nice. And uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. That's kind of what I've been watching past few days since I got grumpy. And uh, it's been helping. It's been making me less grumpy. It, not quite ungrumpy enough to do a full, proper show where I talk about stuff in depth. But uh, I did a little. We're We're going to probably hit right about a half hour here. And that's something. That's pretty good, don't you think? It's better than what I thought it was going to do. thought it was going to do like 5-10 minutes. We're going to hit at least 30. It's kind of nice. Uh, I don't know what pictures are going to be on the blog for this. There may be pictures of everything, I guess. I, I, I could do that. I could make a big pile of stuff and just take a picture of it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's that's kind of what I've been doing. That's what I've been entertaining myself with. And that's been working for me. Um, what do you do? When you're grumpy, write into the show. Rep reply in the comments on uh, either the blog or the Podbean page. Those are the only places I will see it. Or you can email db at derekbrink.com. Tell me what you do when you're a little bit bummed out. What do you watch? What do you listen to that kind of gets you through it and makes you happy again? Because this is what I've been doing. Uh, we also had the Super Bowl go by. I should, I should probably mention that. Or as I've been calling it, the Super Spreader Bowl. Because uh, 25,000 people in attendance for that, including a whole bunch of frontline healthcare workers who I'm sure have been vaccinated, but uh, I can't speak for how many of the 25,000 people have been because not all of them were frontline workers. And that just seems like the worst thing that they could have done. Uh, it just seems like a terrible idea. I mean, I'm sure that that's only like a fraction of the attendance, but you're telling me that at halftime or between major things that there's not going to be, what, probably 1,500 people going to the bathroom at the same time and uh, or so, and, uh, uh, like, if one of them is infected, that's not going to be a problem? 
you're telling me that that that's all just okay uh no that, that was a huge mistake the nfl is culpable the nfl should be aware of that i find the nfl culpable for anybody who gets sick from having gone to a super bowl party that they shouldn't have gone to i i think the nfl is culpable for that I don't think we should have been playing football all this time, or baseball, or hockey, or anything. I think sports should have done the right thing, should have set an example, and just shut down and said, you know what? No champions this year. We're going to take a year off so that the nation can heal, so that we can get through this thing and put it to bed. Instead, they set the example, everything's fine, go out and just live your life. Uh, so they're they're responsible for that. The Super Spreader Bowl is a big part of that. There are 25,000 people who have been told that you can have a bubble of 10 people that you see regularly, except if it's a major sporting event, then you can go to that and be around 25,000 people and return to your job on Monday and uh, get anybody sick for two weeks uh, that you don't don't know that you're getting sick because you are asymptomatic uh, or you don't get sick for a few days. So this is a super spreader event that everybody watched on TV and gave money and uh, laughed at the funny, funny commercials between plays. Uh, I didn't watch it. Didn't care to watch it. Didn't watch the halftime show. Don't know who was in the halftime show. Uh, I only found out who was playing in the game on the day of the game. I only found out who won the game by accident. I didn't watch it. I think it is disrespectful to science and to the entire country and to the health of America that they held it. And I will die on that hill. Uh, what hill would you like to die on? Would you like to die on the opposite hill where it doesn't matter if people get sick? Do you want to get on that hill? Uh, I like my hill better. And uh, I'm going to stay right here on this hill. Um... I guess on that note, I should tell you, please continue wearing a mask. Please continue social distancing as much as you can. That is the only way we are going to beat this thing. Even if the vaccine is working, it's not a cure-all. People are still going to get sick. People are still going to die. And if you're throwing these big events and going to these big events and uh, you're okay with these big events, then you're a part of the reason why it's happening. You are a part of that. And uh, shame on you. Shame on you. I have been stuck in my house for almost a fucking year because of you. Other people are dead because of you. There you go. That's, uh, that's my two cents on the Super Bowl. The NFL is culpable for any deaths that come from it. That's, that's my feeling. There need to be lawsuits if it happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if every person who walked into that, into that stadium on their ticket, there was a uh, release that was on the back of it that said, by handing in this ticket, you release the NFL from any culpability for any sickness that you get after you leave here. I wouldn't be surprised if that was on every fucking ticket that the Super Spreader Bowl handed out. Uh, I'm going to go as far as to say shame on you if you watched it. You, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have given it a rating. Uh, uh, not all of your Nielsen families, obviously, but people do counts. And, and you, you know it was wrong that it happened, and you know you were wrong to watch it. You know that. You can make whatever excuse you want to, and if you start making excuses, that's because you know you're wrong, if you feel the need to excuse it. If you feel the need to explain yourself, you're wrong. That's how these things work. Um, anyway, sorry, didn't mean to go quite that far down that rabbit hole, but uh, that's my feelings on the Super Bowl. Fuck it! Fuck the Super Bowl and the NFL and others.
so I'm still kind of grumpy, as you can tell. I'm still kind of in a bad mood, and I need to watch some more Mad About You, probably, and get a little bit happier, and maybe apologize for what I just said on the next week's show, which we'll do. We'll do a show next week. I'll have plenty to talk about. I've got some new music on the way uh, to the house, and I'm looking forward to hearing it, and I'm looking forward to talking about it, and we'll talk about more stuff next week. In the meantime, thank you for putting up with a slightly different episode. As I said, please continue to wear a mask. Please continue to social distance. Please continue to remember that black lives matter. And be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Forgive each other and forgive yourselves. And hey, I forgive you. Check us out next time. Thanks.